Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Venmo at Dead Inside But Caffeinated. You can also email us at Dead Inside Caffeinated Podcast at gmail.com. I sat here and listened to six takes of coffee pours. I watched you do it so we could redo this intro, and here we are. I had to pee after it, Laura. What What do you want? What do you want? What do you want our intro to sound like? I, I just want us both to be happy with it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is our intro. This Fucking is, here we are. Listen to the podcast, fucks. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Laura. We're dead inside. I'm getting drunk and caffeinated. I'm just getting drunk. I'm drinking Bailey's. So I'm Bailey's with what though? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's uh so Laura's coffee is brought to us by the fine people at Dunkin' Donuts. It's a French vanilla blend made with a French press. Bailey's. I'm drinking straight Bailey's. It's a very creamy. It's cold outside. <laughs> it's very creamy. Very creamy. Very cold outside. Um yeah, I like it creamy and cold. If you're local, you're in Michigan, you're listening to us. It's uh, it's rainy and it's cold. It's and wet. That's what she said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you get your hot cocoa, mix it with some Baileys or your coffee with Baileys, and it's a fantastic time. Or oh, just man. straight Baileys. Can you heat Baileys up? I wonder. Probably. I don't know if it would like curdle or anything, though. Yeah, that's the problem. You have to like flash heat it like milk. Like just, <laughs> you know? <laughs> just. Is that flash? Is that the sound of flash heating? I would, yeah, because the is like the evaporation of the water molecules in the compound. Wouldn't that just make it like powdery, crusty, crusty? I don't know. I'm not a chemistry major. I can't tell you. I'm not a fucking scientist. Yeah, yeah. I just drink stuff and get fucked up. I don't know. (laughs) You've been drinking a lot of tequila lately. Is is you saying I have a problem? No, I didn't say it was a problem. I just noticed. Very specific requests at the bar. Well, yes. So, okay. Um, excuse okay. me. Do you carry Añejo? <laughs> and they look What's at you like, What's funny is like no. some of them have no idea what that is. They think it's like a brand. So, okay. So, let's talk about tequila. Uh, and all tequilas, pick a brand. Let's just call Casamigos, right? That's, isn't that George Clooney's brand of tequila? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, the Bailey's. Is yeah, yeah. So popping. if you start at the bottom level of tequila, you have Reposado. No, no, no. Blanco, right? Okay. You say one. bottom level. You need to explain because I don't find Blanco to be okay. bottom level. It's not at the bottom level. What I mean is the amount of time from the time it's distilled until it goes into the bottle, right? So the quickest time is Blanco. That is straight from aluminum still into the bottle. No color. No color. Right? Mm-hmm. Reposado, rested. That's like, what, a few hours? Oh, I don't know the timing on it. All right. Josh is going to look it up because he wants to be wanna... very particular about talking through the art of tequila. I love tequila. I think tequila, like, I know The Rock calls it mana, and now everyone's like, oh, i got to get my mana. Blah, 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 blah. But I've, since I've only started consuming tequila, I feel great. I'm not like, I don't wake up with a hangover. You know, I don't have a headache. Like, I wake up and I feel awesome. I feel like that's a fucking lie. There's no way. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. You mean you're not mixing it with anything? It all started, it all started when I, uh, 
All right, here we go. I have it. It all started when I went on vacation and all I had was tequila. Like Down a, in Florida? A gallon a day. It was amazing. All right, here we go. <clears throat> we have silver, a.k.a. white, blanco, plata, or platinum. It is aged zero to two months. It's great for margaritas and better for bigger margaritas. Better for bigger margaritas. We have reposado, a.k.a. rested. It is aged months to a year. Its aging process gives tequila snobs everywhere a chance to prove just how obnoxious they really are. Yeah, Josh. Oh, we're getting to the obnoxious part. You just wait for it. (laughs) And then we have Añejo, a.k.a. aged. This is aged at least one year. This is what you get when tequila reaches adulthood, but a delicious adulthood not in need of therapy. Now, do they tell you how it's aged? Do they put it in? uh Uh, Casks. Mm-hmm. Not, not barrels, but casks. Um, and the type of casks is different depending on the type of tequila they want to make. So they can pair it up and make, you know, different flavor profiles, just like you would any other liquor, right? like whiskey or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then we mm-hmm. have extra Añejo, a.k.a. ultra aged. And this is aged at least three years. So Añejo, one to three years. Extra Añejo is at least three, three or more. Uh, respect your elders. Don't pour your extra añejo into a drive-through slushy, and that's what I drink. Drive-through slushies? No, the, ex- the extra añejo. Yeah. And then there's one more on here that's kind of like separated from all of them. It's called uh, Joven, or maybe in the native Mexican tongue, Joven. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, AKA Gold Oro Dorado. Aged, it varies. Uh, Joven means young in Spanish, like young college freshmen throwing up shots of it at 3 a.m. <laughs> so there you go. So your silver is your Blanco, good for margaritas, and the other ones are for apparently for snobs. Yeah, I drink the extra in Yeho. Josh is a snob. I, you know, when it comes to tequila, I am because it's my body, it's my choice. My body, my choice. Yeah. I'm, this is going to keep, oh, yeah. we're having some happening. difficulties with our mic stands. Got to adjust it. It's heavy on the tip. Yeah. Our microphones are too heavy. <clears throat> nope. There she goes again. There she goes again. It's fine. You got it. We'll just adjust with it. You got it. I'll just keep talking down like this. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Hey, Laura, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do you define morals, morality? Oh God. You just want to jump right into it, huh? I, I kind of do. I'm curious. Because everyone defines morality differently in my, what I found. Like, it's all about what, this. Prov- what, what provoked that question? Um, I'm going to answer your question with a question. I've been watching the TV show, like rewatching uh, via Prime Suits. I've it, never watched that. It's actually like, there, it's funny because they say uh, goddamn a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was curious and I looked up on Google, well, side story. I looked up uh, Suits Goddamn and there was a guy on Reddit who made an Excel document and recorded How every many time they said, God damn. And the top episode was like season six. And they said it 18 times on episode. And it was a total of like 500 times over the course of the entire series. Anyway, besides that, I've been rewatching it because <clears throat> I, uh, there's like this, uh, Instagram will pop up with like reels. You may like whatever bullshit. And there was one quote from Harvey Specter, the main, kind of anti-hero. He's, I wouldn't call him a protagonist because at times he could be an antagonist. But there's a quote that I kind of was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it made me want to watch it again. So now I've been like kind of just watching it. And then like the, the morality came up because I see these characters have their own different definitions of morality and how they try to implement that 
differently in their personal lives and professional lives. And when that crosses, it's, it causes a lot of internal conflict. So I was curious how you define morality and if that, that definition adheres to every facet of your life or does that change based off of the situation? Uh, well, I probably should have waited for the Baileys if we were going to go do all this. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to think that I'm pretty standard across the board. Okay. In my own, and now you holler if you think differently. Okay. How about I'll just go like, mm, mm. you go ahead. <laughs> 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 Wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't really, I can't say that you can define morality itself because everyone is, everyone's perspective of it is different, right? Yeah. You have religious factors you have family factors how you're brought up factors that's what i'm getting at though like how does laura mm-hmm. how do you define oh, me morality? specifically in my morality yeah like what is what are like when you say that person has a good set of morals oh i don't think i ever say that have i said that before no no, no i'm not saying you have i'm saying just as a generality you hear someone say that person has a good set of morals if someone were to say that about I think you it's like old fucking people if somebody were to say that about me then what like what are those set of morals that you have What's that code you've made with yourself? What kind do, of code do I live by, which kind of, we're calling morals? What kind of good moral code do you live by? Uh, I'd like to think, for me personally, honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sucks because sometimes being honest hurts people. So uh, everything's going to revolve around that because honesty builds trust. Mm-hmm. You can build relationships off of trust. Yep. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to rely on people I can't trust, right? True, true. And I can't trust them if I don't feel like they tell me the truth about stuff. Yeah. No matter how big or small it is. And if you find somebody that is consistently lying about the little things, they're probably going to lie about everything. Yeah, that's true. But mm, that's a weird question to ask me. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. No, I was thinking about it and you're saying like a, a code of conduct one has and you talk about morality. I like morality is one of those things where you, you can talk about it and think about it and you can't clearly kind of define it until, yeah, you're, you're, saying. until you're in it. Yeah. Okay. You, you can see that, that. Can you is, see why I'm struggling so much to answer that fucking question? Yeah, but, but when I say that though, you have to consider too, everybody when they're in it, they're going to make different decisions. You know what I mean? So morality is not a general thing that everyone can agree upon. Yeah. Sometimes oh, morality. For, sure. for me, morality or in one way could be, uh, for instance, I think I had this conversation with one of my friends recently where you're having a conversation with somebody that you're just kind of acquaintances with, or, you know, like you're friendly with, but you're not friends, yeah. friends. Yeah. And, you know, you just say things to be nice. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to say things just to be nice or to not hurt people's feelings. Like it's like, Hey, we're going to this party or whatever. And then we're going to do this and that and the other, you should come to these things. And then and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. I'll be at them. And then I just fucking had absolutely no intent like to yeah. go. Is that good morals to me? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell somebody that I'm definitely going if I'm like not a hundred percent sure. Mm. Now, if you plan on going and then, you know, shit goes awry and you wind up not going, that's different. But if you had absolutely no intent on going in the first place, or it's like even having a conversation with somebody 
uh, like if I'm at the bar with you or I'm at dinner with you and people that I know come in and they say hi and this, that and the other, you don't want to be rude and like dismiss them. But you can have a conversation with them and then politely dismiss them. Say, hey, you know, it's great. We'll catch up later. I'm here with my friend. uh, So I'm going to get back to this. They're going to totally understand. And if they don't, they're fucked up. But I'm not going to just sit there and keep talking to somebody and make another person wait. Like there's like a million things that go into that. But for me, that's another part of being honest. Like I'm not going to just do things because I think it's nice to do them. Yeah. You know. But you come across as a bad person though no because there's a way to handle it properly with tact yeah and grace and dismissing people with both of those is easy to do Mm. but i've had a lot of practice doing that all right i'm going to define morals because i hear what you're saying i'm not disagreeing with you but i think that's going down a different avenue like it's it's a congruent like parallel avenue like street being truthful is my point here. I understand. So define it. <clears throat> All right. So we have two, two different definitions for moral. The first one, a lesson, especially one concerning what is right or prudent that can be derived from a story, a piece of information or an experience. The second one, I think the one I was more getting at. Okay. A person's standard of behavior or beliefs concerning what is and is not acceptable for them to do. So, the corruption of public morals is the sentence I gave that's example. So what you're saying is honesty in yourself is a moral that you will always hold to yourself. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm, I'm tracking with you. If you could characterize, is that the only good moral you have? I don't know. What are other ones? What are yours? <laughs> I just like not having to fake shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you could boil all of my morals Ooh, you boil probably all of them down to one thing and that's I'm going to treat you the way I would want to be treated. You know? That's a good one. I, yeah. You know I, mean? I will treat people the way I want to be treated. I think, I think that kind of sums them all up into one, you know? But well, that's what they tell you to do is treat people how you want to be treated, but most people don't do that because no. the second you start treating someone the way they treat you and they don't like it, it's like, uh, hello, this is not okay with you because this is how you mm. did me. So why is this not okay now? Yeah. Oh, I understand. But what, 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 how do you veer like, cause I hear what you're saying. Doesn't that veer away from morals into something else? Like what? Uh, desire, lust. Okay. So now you're going into a different category here. Well, I, I like what's in the same category of morals, but <clears throat> This goddamn mic stand. <laughs> We're fucking with these mic stands hard today. These, I need to invest in something new here. You know, you know, what I'm getting at like, okay, not when you're, sure. when you, okay, when you finally discover who you are and you could be 80 years old and not know, I still don't fucking know who I am. I have a general idea. I'd really like to think that I know who the fuck I am, <laughs> but there are moments where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. There are decisions that I make sometimes where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, like what, what am I, what the hell? Like, I know it's not the right decision to make for me knowing what I know about myself at the time, but later on looking back on it, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did like, and this is like, at the time, did you think it was right for you? Yeah. The time at the time with everything I had available, I was like, yeah, maybe this is like the right thing. Not to say that there are some decisions at the time that I know are not right. And I do it anyway. (laughs) I think everyone does that at some point. Oh yeah. I mean, 
there could be alcohol. You could have like a need or, you know, there's, you're hungry. I don't know. There's, it's all situational, right? What I'm saying is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm okay. eat this Taco Bell. I know it's not good for me and my butt is going to hurt later, but <laughs> okay, I'm doing how, it anyway. How about this then? What is the main, what is the main driving force that'll make you abandon your morality mor- in a, in any given situation? You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, what is the top thing? Because because I don't care who you are. Have you, you been in a situation where you have abandoned your morality? Yes. Are you free to speak on that um, in a general ooh. sense? So the when when you say it like that, there was one time in my youth where, yes, I did. Um, oh, in your youth. Uh, then my morality has shifted significantly since my youth. Well, mine has Oh, it's pretty, it's really deep though. I, my youth was more like, I'm going to do what I want when I want to do it. And I don't give a fuck about anything else because I am so short sighted. When I say youth, I mean, I was in my early twenties. Same. I was in the military. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but I was ordered to do something and I did it. And it went against my morality at the time. Right. Like do, do, do to those that you want to be done to you. Right. Okay. And I went against that. But is that like more or less because your job demands that of you? Correct. Correct. And yeah. I, I can't say that I've ever had been put in that situation. Yeah. It's not a fun time. Not on that level, at least. No, it's not a fun time. And I don't think now I would abandon my morals for much of anything. Well. Or my, you know, guidelines to life, like fucking hitchhiker's guide over here. <laughs> okay. Then that, I, I don't think I got a straight answer then. What would make you? Like think of, of the most recent time, however big or small it is, that you've had to abandon your morality. I would just say I can't say that I have abandoned it. Or or kind of put I've it, abandoned people and things before that. Has there been a time where you've put your morals on the back burner? Like you you kind of dipped your toe there into something. There are times where I choose not to speak things that I think are truthful to avoid hurting people's feelings. Mm. I'm talking about actions, like something oh. you've done. Like, so like not saying something is still doing something. I don't know. (laughs) I know you're really trying to dig here, but I think my, my personal morals outweigh all situations because that is my foundation for what I operate off of. Yeah. And nothing will really truly shake that at this point. I didn't have them when I was younger, which is, you know, probably a problem, but took you it took you trial and error to discover what your morality is yeah what 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 am i happy with in my life working with yeah. if that makes sense i understand i understand so i've been thinking a lot about this lately like so i've been i'm doing a lot of inter- introspective thought lately about myself and as you know if you listen to the last few episodes josh has been working on a renaissance of self as it were yeah, big word. Renaissance of self. It's a rebirth, as you were. I'm a phoenix. Let me fly. White woman. Oh, I don't know the song. But White woman's Instagram. Are you going to start posting photos with like oh, God. motivational? I um, did actually. I put one on my story. Uh-huh. <laughs> and after I did it, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Didn't I message you white woman's Instagram? You did. You did. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I got to stop doing this. I just chuckled. <sighs> I'm so sorry, all Instagram followers. Bear with me. Um, Thank you, Bo Burnham, for that lovely song. It's amazing. I was thinking about where, where do my moralities lie in my decision-making process? Are they at the front end of it, the middle, or the back end? Mm. Because the way you process a decision in your mind, it's going to run through those filters, right? 
your morals, your character, your past experiences, and the, the, you're going to think about what's going to happen after you make the choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the way that those fall in your decision-making process are going to have an end result about what you decide. Right. So I've been trying to think like, where, where does my morality fall in my decision-making process? And I, I still, I don't really have an answer. And I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks. I think it's a little bit in each piece, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, you, I mean, yes. When you think about these, every individual thought that you have or individual way you try to make a decision. Yeah. I think your morality will fall in in those each separate containers. So here's a question. What's the purpose of having morals? And, uh, and are they, are they, do they flex and do they grow with you as would, a person? Yes. Because like we said earlier, I think morals are independent, like in each person. Right. So my experience. Yeah. But is, yours are even flexible within your own. True. Because I know, for example, let's say, you live your lifestyle a certain way and sometimes you say things, not you specifically, but people say things and then do another, that's a flex of their morals, but then they justify what they're doing to fit into that moral uh, yeah. thought process. Mm -hmm. So are you truly living within your own set of morals or are you just flexing everything you do to fit your morals? Are you justifying them? Because I see that happen a lot. With me? No, no, no. With people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. See, I, I'm trying to think. I'm, because I know sometimes I do that too, right? Because something will come up. Like, let's just let's be straight up, right? We're being straight up. I'm a, I'm a person. I have needs. I'll, yep. get, you know, I'll get horny, you know? Mad horny. And... I might make it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep a straight face for this, but I'm I like. Keep, I keep saying horny because I want you to laugh. I, anyway. I was trying not to. But no, not just that. Like, uh, not, well, ignore, ignore horny. Let's talk about humanity and like, you know, a time. No, keep going with your horny stories. <laughs> it's too late now. You've already started it. And you okay. said horny like okay. 30 times. So okay. now we have to keep going. Horny. It's going to be the name of the episode. No, that's probably not. Anyway. Um, Josh is Where horny. I will make a decision. And my morality will be on the back end. will be on the back burner because my morals will tell me, so you shouldn't do this. You'll make a decision and then act on that. And then your morals kick in or then you realize this didn't fall within my morals. I should, I should back up because when I say that, it sounds like I'm like a, like a rapey guy or something. No, no, no. That's, not, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I guess what I'm talking about is like do unto others as I would do unto me. I may, I may feed upon feed upon. I may, now that now it sounds really rapey. Yeah, it does. God damn it. Just, just keep dig yourself a nice hole. <laughs> nice hole. What I mean is people's emotions might come into play, right? Does and that I, change your yeah, if, moral if, if I'm outlook? If I'm trying to find a a fat like a facet. If I'm trying to find an outlet for that need that I have. Yep. You know what I mean? And I see that there's emotion in the other person and mm -hmm. I'm not looking for an emotional connection, I might that's part of the morality thing, right? This person's going to get attached. This person's going to want something and I can't give that to them now. So you continue or you abandon? Well, in my youth, I would, I continued, but so as, now I, you're as I gotten older, I I'm like you said, I'm very truthful. Hey, you know, I, I see what you're, I see this here. I have enough experience to know that 
you're feeling something that I'm not feeling. And I know if we go on, we continue with this, then there's going to be a huge indifference of emotion here. Yeah, that's a good point. But in my youth, I wanted what I wanted and I hurt people. You know what I mean? Yep. I led them on or I, I said something that they wanted to hear so I could get what I wanted. And like you said, I would justify morality. Well, well, at least I didn't cheat on them. At least I, and I would make excuses for myself about the immoral decision I made that would harm another individual. Actually, I think I, in the past, in my youth, also would do stuff like that and then realize as I got older that you wind up with a bigger mess by entertaining things that you're not interested in mm-hmm. to the extent that the other party is interested in. Agreed. Which is actually something that I still struggle with a little bit because like if I find that I'm interested in someone or something and then I can tell that other party is either matched or less or more, that will intend like that will in turn change my outlook or how much energy or attention I'm putting into something. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I get it. Uh, let's say I'm at the bar and I meet a I meet a guy and he's strapping young lad. Uh, I don't really meet a lot of strapping lads. I, this is a hypothetical. Oh, okay, let's say he's attractive enough to talk to at the bar for that time. Being, okay, okay. And now I can tell he's more interested in me than I am him. Like, let's say the conversation is just like wildly mediocre, and I'm like, yeah, like cool, like this is good for now, like, but I don't want to keep having conversation with this person. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna entertain more of that, like. Yeah, because you're bored. You're not entertained. Well, it's like, not even, not- it's not even like I wasn't bored at the moment that I was having these conversations, but I'm also like not trying to give you my number and like keep having conversation that I'm not enjoying yeah. just because you're attractive or I want to sleep with you or whatever. But that's just my personal, because I found that it's so much more work on the back end if you let somebody in far enough and then they get attached to you. And then now I have to be the bad guy. I have to be the bad guy and say, hey, like, I'm just really not feeling what you're feeling. And I've gotten a lot of like shitty responses to that. So if I don't entertain it at all, can't get shitty responses. I mean, there's been times where some some dudes are like, well, that's what your loss. And I'm like, well, it's really not. But OK, like, I'm OK with that loss. Are you going through something? Lauren? Me? No, yeah. I just that's I've an been, experience that I've had. No, no, no I, I know what I, I asked that question because during our conversation over the past, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. 30 minutes. How long have we been recording? You've kind of been mentioning a lot of the same thing. Which is what? <clears throat> Not lying to people. Like being very truthful to people. And yeah, sometimes I, it hurts their feelings. Has something recently happened where you were truthful to someone and hurt their feelings? No. I mean, always, but... <laughs> <laughs> But that's not something that's changed. Like, I've always spoken about this. It's yeah. on other episodes. I know it's everywhere. But, but it's you more... ask specifically about my moral Morals. guidance. Yeah, yeah. And that is really the core root of everything for me. Like, I, at the end of the day, if, like, somebody can be open and honest with me, it's unfortunate, but it's also a relief because you can really gauge where somebody's at. But then it's like, let's say, for instance people can tell that that is your your personal like guidelines Mm -hmm. like what it what stops somebody from just telling you what you want to hear it's true or what they think you want to hear yep those are the psychopaths right sociopaths well i don't know i think a lot of people do that just they i think a lot of people just say what they think you want to hear and nobody just says the hard stuff a convenient lie rather than or it's not a lie 
it's just not the full truth. Yeah. To me, that's not lying. It's just. They omit stuff. Or yeah, like even omission is, you know, sometimes to protect. And like I just said, I've done it. Is omission lying? I don't think omission is lying. I think lying is an act of stating something that's not true. So if you go out of your way to omit something, that's a lie. It's all about intent. I don't, I don't think it's a lie. Okay. Personally, but it's also somebody not being fully honest with you. Some people could argue that if you omit something, that's not you being fully honest. But that doesn't mean it's a lie. We're getting into dangerous water. Oh, this is getting gray. (laughs) Fifty shades. I'm saying like, okay, let's say, uh, let's say I made off with your water bottle right there. Like when we leave here and you're like, Hey, have you seen my water bottle? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. It was sitting on the thing, but I didn't tell you that I took it. I didn't lie to you. I did tell you the truth. I did see it sitting there. Wow. But I also didn't tell you that I walked off with it. So in that specific instance, you did not lie to me. I did not lie to you. Interesting. But can you see what I'm saying is how just because lying isn't the factor here, it's omitting the truth. You're still going to spend time looking for this water bottle because you think it's here somewhere and you might have misplaced it or whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm the asshole that walked off with it. So asking you if you saw my water bottle, if I would have rephrased the question, did you take my water bottle? And then I said, no, that's a lie. Ah. So there is a huge difference between lying and omitting the truth, but I don't think either of those. I don't think there's a huge, the way you just described it, it's not really a huge difference. There is a very fine line right there. It's a huge difference because you're going to spend time looking for something. Well, yes. If you want to equate it to the water bottle, if you want to equate it to, I don't know, a murder trial, you know? Okay. Well, that escalated rather quickly. Well, it's it's the like lying, lying and omitting the truth. It should be. Did you bury an ax in that man's face? No. Okay. Did, I didn't bury it. I fucking slashed his throat open. You should have asked the right question. Yeah, it wasn't an axe. <laughs> it was a hatchet. I did not bury any axes in any man's face. Exactly. He was a boy. Like, if that's, if that's how, you know what I mean? He was like, a man child. So, okay, how about this? In your opinion, does omitting the truth and lying, does that change based off the situation? Do those, the definitions of Are both. you asking if one is acceptable more so than the other? No, 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 no. Like the, the, you just gave about the water bottle, right? Yep. We're just talking about the water bottle. If we're just talking about the water bottle and your, your argument for omitting facts and lying, right? You, you said there are two distinct differences. Do those two differences apply to everything else across the board in every facet of life? I'm not understanding the question here. Like you say, does that apply? What am I applying? Is your, so your definition. So, okay. Take your example. Water bottle's going, hey, have you seen my water bottle? Nope. Haven't seen it. That's a lie. You did see it. What, you saw it sitting right what there. Was the, well, okay, tell me, tell me which, what I asked you again. You snatched my water bottle. What do I ask you? Have you seen my water bottle? And you tell me. Yeah, I saw it sitting on the speaker. Ah, you saw it sitting on the speaker. But what you didn't tell me is you took it, right? Yeah. So you take... Like your definition of omitting the truth and lying, how they're two different things. What just happened here? Yep. Those are two different things. Yep. That those two definitions, those apply to everything else in life. Neither which of are very acceptable. Listen here, listeners. In my moral, my personal moral guidelines, I, I don't find omitting the truth and lying as acceptable things, especially if. The person that I'm asking the questions to, you're asking me if I've seen your water bottle. 
if I know that you have intent to find it. Ah, so it's all about the intent. Not always, because you can intend good things and still doesn't mean that they were good. Mm -hmm. Or you can intentionally do something, but the intent doesn't make it acceptable. Just because you intended for it to be good doesn't mean it was good. Man, we are covering pretty in-depth things here. I just went sideways so fast. I love it. I love it. Love it. I'm going to drink some more Baileys. Yeah, we need more Baileys. We need something else where this conversation is going. Some añejo. No, extra añejo. Oh, God. Fucking drink that swill here. Añejo. Bougie bitch. (sighs) Anyway, so what I don't, I'm just, I guess I'm just trying to figure out when you say applied that, those two things, lying and omitting the truth, you say applying it to other facets of life. No, no, no. Like in relationships. Did you have sex with that woman? Not just relationships, everything. You got work. Um, with your kids, uh, to yourself, even do you admit the truth to yourself? I try to, sometimes <laughs> I don't even realize that I'm lying to myself. That's what I'm saying. Do you, but do you realize when you do that to yourself? When I realize that it's happening? Yeah. Well then, yeah. And then I'm like, fuck. Do you ignore it though? Mm, no. Does it depend on the situation? No. If I find out that I'm lying to myself, like that's a big deal. Because if I'm lying to myself, then I'm lying to everyone else. Do you? Okay. And then once I figure out that I'm lying to myself, I don't want to keep doing that. Why what would if, I want to keep doing that? What if it's something that you really want out of life, though? Like some people want love. Some people want a family. Some people want to quit gambling. Or some you say quit you, drinking. you want a family. You want a white picket fence. <clears throat> and then you get it and you realize that that's not what makes you happy. No, 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 no. Like. Some, so, okay, you were talking earlier about this dude you're talking to and you're, the conversation is shit, right? Yeah, yeah. This there are some people, dude. there are some people who- His name's Greg now. <laughs> there are some people, okay, there are some women who will go out with Greg mm-hmm. and they will feel the same way you do and they see this future. So they're going to lie to themselves that he is a great guy. They're going to lie to themselves and tell them that what he's saying just charges me up emotionally and intellectually. We're going to call, Su- well, now, we're gonna call this woman Susan. So Susan, Susan and Greg. Is Susan aware that she's lying to herself or does she really think that what, what Greg is telling her is what is making her happy? That's what I'm getting at. She's lying to herself because she wants that end so oh, much. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? And then Greg, let's just, let's flip the, let's flip the switch, right? Greg sees Susan. Susan's this great woman and it's all great. And you know, as men do, years go on and men for some reason, they don't see the excitement. They get bored. What the fuck have you? And instead of communicating with Susan how he's feeling, he decides to go in other outlets. And he might accident- like Brittany? accidentally drop his dick in Britney. That was air quotes, by the way, because it's never a fucking accident, you whores. <laughs> <coughs> yes. Uh, Wait, is Susan the whore? Or Greg no, Greg's the whore. The whore. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he'll drop his dick in Britney. Let's just say Britney, right? And then Greg will lie to himself, making excuses for it to, you know, and his morality goes. To justify why he did what he did? Exactly. So is everyone wrong in this situation? Because Susan so. was lying the whole time. Yes, but to herself. So, Greg, she, so Susan's lying to get her end goal, which is a family and white picket fence yes. lifestyle. And Greg is her, in her opinion, the ticket to that. Correct. Because let's just, let's just say her biological clock was ticking Whatever you want to say is whatever she has going on in her own mind. She wants it. So she's willing to lie to herself to get it. 
right? She knows, she knows she doesn't love this guy. She knows this guy's boring, subpar, whatever. And she's, you know what I mean? Like you see those couples that. You mean people are just settling so that they can get this like end goal lifestyle that I mean, they're I'm trying for? to assign like a semi, you know, long word to it. So it sounds better, but yes, we'll say she's settling, but what, what is she doing to settle? She's lying to herself. Susan's lying to herself. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be with Greg. She doesn't feel the vibe. She doesn't get the, the wow factor. She doesn't mm-hmm. have the aura. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, who's that really hurting though? It's hurting everybody. It's hurting her, right? Cause now she's leading Greg on cause Greg finds Susan to be amazing. Or he used to. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. If we, <laughs> We're, we're jumping around the timeline this here, is right? A, this is a very uh, intricate... We're jumping, uh, we're jumping around the timeline. Of- we're going to follow the timeline. Greg meets Susan. Greg thinks Susan is amazing. Greg thinks Susan is amazing. Susan thinks Greg is eh. Right? Eh. Okay. But she lies to herself and doesn't admit that because she sees Greg as a good provider. And then so after time, Susan is probably over Greg, doesn't explain that to Greg. Emotionally, yeah. I and would, then Greg is feeling like Susan's not as amazing as she used to be. Because so Greg goes buries his dick in Brittany. Yeah. The stripper. Her name is Chastity. She is sure. white trash. We'll call her Chastity. I'm just kidding. And it's not a serious thing with Greg and Chastity as it usually ends up being not a serious thing. It's just like a whatever. Just I don't a know. one time it happened one time yeah. thing. But at this point, Chastity doesn't matter. Chastity's gone. Now you have Greg and Susan. That because they lied to themselves, they are in a predicament in a situation in life that is now going to complicate things to the nth degree because they couldn't just admit to themselves, look in a mirror and say, you know what? No, this is not going to work out for me. I am not entertained. I am not feeling this. That's usually what happens, right? Yeah, but if that were the case, then wouldn't most couples wind up separating? Because at some point in life, whether you love this person or not, there are going to be moments where you don't feel. Correct. entertained that's when you have to fucking work for it right yes okay then how do we get from greg and susan to the working part how do you get to how do you get to the point where you know you're gonna work oh dude i don't fucking know <laughs> you can't i'm make, single you, as fuck you can't make a point and not try to explain it work as in okay greg and susan need to sit down and find a common ground i yeah, guess yeah. okay okay so those of you that don't know i personally have been married twice right my first marriage, I was very young before I could even legally drink alcohol. And I don't know, I was walking down the aisle and I knew that this was not the right thing to do. But you did it anyway. I did. I lied to myself. I felt pressured. Uh, everyone was already there. Like it was all paid for. I had to do this. Like people were counting on me. I was a, pe- I was a people, people pleaser to a, to a- You thought it was the right thing to do for yes. everyone else. Correct. And not me. That's one of the things where people, that's how, I mean, as a young person, that's where you learn. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you well, I affected wrong. Because I lied to myself and I couldn't speak up for myself, I affected a lot more lives than just mine. Yeah, but we all have when we were younger. Okay. It's a learning, it's True. a learning process. It is, it is. Some people are still doing it, you know, in their 80s. Yeah. I guess. Second time I was married, fell in love with a woman. It's like a Nicholas Sparks novel in the making, this love story. Talked to her and I instantly knew, damn, this woman, great. And I, I knew at that time, I knew what it felt to lie to myself and I wasn't lying to myself. It was amazing. Uh, but as things happen in life, things don't work out for through various reasons. And, okay. I, and I think, I, I like how you like just, you're not going to go into it because you don't know if I'm going to talk about it. You're just like, okay. 
I'm just listening. Wait, yeah. I'm also trying to uh, keep going because I'm going to just pour more coffee in my yeah, cup. Yeah. Get that Bailey's. And I think what happened with the woman that I fell in love with is she was lying to herself. And that happens. Can't, there's nothing you can do about that. You can fall in love with someone that doesn't fall in love with you. And it's just life. You, <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because you're just, you're just ridiculous. <clears throat> so eventually after not a lot of time in the grand scheme of things into that, you know, she didn't want to be married anymore. That's fine. It's okay. Gotta move on. Okay. Where's I going with that? I don't know. I distracted everyone when I went to go grab a whole, you did. like, you fucked us up. Carafe of coffee and a fucking we, bottle of Bailey's. Oh, we were talking about looking in the mirror. Were we? Yeah. I don't remember any mirrors being involved. No, no, lying to yourself. Oh, lying to yourself. So I think I think in my second marriage she was lying to herself because I I think it's because what you were you were stating earlier I was putting forth effort and I wanted something and that was kind of being absorbed by her here's my jaded shitty opinion on all of that yeah yeah, what you got doesn't matter no one will ever love you the same like at any point in life it doesn't matter it's true you're you're gonna wind up out of all of the relationships you've had none none of them have ever been loved equally like you either loved her more she loved you more in any relationship somebody's gonna be more in than the other person. See, I disagree with that. I don't think love can be quantified by a volume or an amount. I think people can show it. I agree with that. Differently. No, I agree with that. But I will say, I don't think love can be quantified. Like, I love you more. Like, I don't think you can No, love I don't think it's more. about I love you more. It's about yeah. how much you're willing to give and sacrifice to be with somebody. How much work you're willing to put in to keep making things work yeah. when shit gets hard versus what the other person's willing to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to be the lesser. Sometimes you're going to be more. But it's never going to be the same. Getting back to the original point, which spawned this topic of conversation. I, about as far as when do you put in the work? When do you know it's time to put in work? Right? That's what I was getting at. First marriage, I didn't want to put in a lot of work when it got bad. Right? Second marriage, I was willing to do anything and everything I could. Right. So, and how do I explain? Like, how would you explain that? How would you explain at what point in a relationship do you realize... Okay, now it's time to put in work. You know what I mean? Uh, I think. Like, is it time? Months? Is it time? No, nope, I think it's when one or both parties feels not as happy. If what you're doing isn't making you happy anymore, you need to have that conversation. Yeah, but some people would also. I've seen this happen where some people aren't happy, and instead of putting in work, they just cut it and go. I mean, that's their choice, though. But what what generally makes people want to not cut it and put in work? I don't know. Laziness. They lie to themselves. Maybe just a lack of fucking wanting to do that kind of work. Because that kind of work doesn't mean just doing the dishes, picking up your laundry. Like it means deeper than that. Yeah. It means you have to stop and look in inward and put a mirror up to your face. But also what kind of work are you willing to like? I'm not going to, I'm not going to change who I am to make it work with somebody. Mm hmm. We're going to have to find a common ground, but I also don't expect somebody to completely change to make things work with me. Yeah, that's, yeah. But we have to get on the same page. That is work to me. Yeah. 
Now, if somebody can't get on the same page, that's when I'm willing to just cut it and leave. Personally. When they refuse to? Or they just can't. Like some people just can't. Some people don't understand what you're trying to express or you can't understand what what their needs are. Mm -hmm. Like when when you hit that point, now you're just, if you guys aren't even in the same book anymore. Yeah. No, I get that. The difficult part is too, is you have those people that are really attached and feel a lot of those emotions. So when it gets to that point. Oh, well, that's a really hard thing to sit down and talk about without emotions. Cause yeah. that's what we, that's the whole purpose of being with somebody is because they bring emotions to it. out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Now some people's emotions run a lot higher than others. Some people cry a lot. Some people are ugly criers. It's really hard to talk to some them. Some people get angry. Are you, you're an ugly crier. I'm an ugly crier. Yeah. I'm not an, I'm a kind of, a, I'm all right. No, I'm a weird crier cause I don't do it or I haven't done it a lot. But when I do do it, it's weird for both myself and other people. I didn't feel weird. I was actually like, I thought you were going to die. You're like, are you going to like shit yourself? Yeah. Or <laughs> what's happening over there? In the many years I've known Laura, there's only been one time, one time ever that I've seen her ugly cry. One time. That was it. Lasted for maybe seven to 10 minutes. What and was then, I crying about? I don't, I don't even remember. <sighs> it was in your old house. Some about the way you were treating me or something i don't know <laughs> you felt you finally felt guilty all of it came crashing down oh is that is that what i don't happened? know i honestly don't remember i just remember you started crying and i was like holding you and i was very scared i was like when is the knife gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? uh i think i've cried a lot in private more or less. Well, we all do. I told you that one time I was driving home from work and just, <laughs> <laughs> just <started crying. laughs> uh, I, one of my friends has seen me cry more often than they probably want to. That's weird for everyone. But sometimes, and then this is like a thing for me is like when I start talking about emotion, like my emotional shit, uh-huh. it gets weird because I'm not used to letting people see me be vulnerable mm-hmm. and the fact that I'm being vulnerable with somebody upsets me. So it's like this weird roundabout, like people think that they make me cry, but I'm the only one that makes me cry. If that makes sense. I get it. To where it's like, I'm not crying because you said or did something. It's I'm crying because I'm upset and I am emotionally confused by this feeling that I have to now share with someone. And that means I have to be vulnerable and I don't like being like that. So my eyes get wet (laughs) and my face crunches up. Maybe it's not bubbles. I don't know if it gets not. I get it. I wipe my nose like a toddler. So. Like all the way across my sleeve. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know why I cry. I just cry. Mm, I don't think it's I very have rare. Do you ever just cry? I no, I probably should. That'd be probably a healthy thing to do. I always fight it. I'm like, no. These well, animals. crying is an easy way to let stress out. Really? Yeah. I've never cried when I felt stress. You don't know that you're feeling stress, so like. Mm. It's a, and I don't know if that's like a female thing or not, because I talked to Dr. Aubrey about this and it was like sometimes when shit just piles up and it just piles and piles and piles. And it's like every time 
you get one thing off of your list that you need to do or one problem and like three more pile on and you just start getting overwhelmed and you're just like, there's been times where I message her and be like, I really just want to cry, but I, I can't, like there's nothing there. And then there's sometimes where I'm just like, I'm so stressed. I'm going to cry. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a corner somewhere and cry for like five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be ready to handle this. It's just a way, crying is a way that your body releases stress. Guess I cry out the tip of my dick. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Many men would agree with me. Uh, <laughs> like a tearjerker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I tell you the amendment to that joke. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, so tell it. Okay, we're gonna. We're I gonna think I told it. it. Did I not tell it on the last episode? No, where it happened before. It happened. In I took the I took the kids to Chinese food, and uh, one of my son's friends was like, "What do you call a dude that's crying and jerking off?" And I and I was just laughing because this fifteen year old just said this joke to me yeah. and now I don't know what to do. And then he goes a tear jerker and I just lose it. Cause I was a fucking 15 year old, <laughs> like, but it was also funny. So and then at, later at work, cause Laura tells me this, I am entertained. So I tell some people and this one guy looks at me and he's like married. <laughs> <laughs> so now there's two correct answers to that joke. Like I thought you were going to say married. Yeah. I thought I was married. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you could look it up. It's like a scientific thing. Yeah. Crying is a way to really stress. I believe you. I'm disagreeing with you. Oh. Some people say it's healthy to cry. I didn't cry for a very long time. Neither did I. I didn't really have anything going on in my life to cry about or that was stressing me or anything emotionally like going on really. Mm-hmm. That was nice. <laughs> that was a nice period of my life. I was like four, were four you, years. Were you didn't feel any emotions? No, I had emotions. They were just usually angry or happy. So there was just no cry, no sad. Yeah, there was no sad. Angry or happy? Well, work is very, like, can bring the angry part out easily. I understand. But that was a really nice time. And, you know, sometimes I think about going back to that life. So, like, it'd just be so so much more simple if I just didn't have anything in my life that affected me emotionally. Well, except for my kid. I can't help I, that. I mean, I think, I think the same could be said for about everybody. Because yeah. I would agree with you. If I would, That'd like, be another reason people cut shit and run. They're like, well, it's a lot easier if I don't have feelings. So right, cut that and run. Yeah, we're done here. I think I do that. Uh, Sometimes. I think you have a habit of getting excited about things pretty easily and quickly. Not just a single thing, but like. You find you find things that excite you pretty pretty quickly or people. Well, that's the thing though. I don't feel excited. I don't just get excited all the time. You know what I mean? Do yeah. I get excited all the time? I don't know. Maybe I need to no, not like excited. Like, like uh, if there's a project or a, a new person that you've met, and you're like, "Oh, this is exciting." I see what you mean. I get it. I agree with you. Burn hot and fast. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't burn hot and fast. Yeah, but that's your like MO. Well, I'm trying to change the MO. I know. I'm trying to change the modus operandi. You're that's what MO stands for. You're I you're just, anyway. Listeners just learned something new. <clears throat> I'm trying to change that about myself because I don't want to burn hot and fast. Because things that burn hot and fast, they're not gonna keep you warm for long. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'm the other way. I am quick to just cut things and run. Cut things and run. And I've been trying to change that. So How's that's, that been working out for you? I don't know what you may say to that. It's kind of working and not working. I don't know. Change is hard, man. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. I know, but it's not sometimes not fun either. Fine. fine. If you, if you, if you're, uh, it's like fight or flight response. If your natural response is to just cut and run. And now you have to mentally stifle that and not do that. Then it's difficult because everything inside of you is just like cut and run. And you're like, yeah, I'm trying to like be different or something. Trying to like, you know, change. Discipline. You'd have the mental and emotional discipline. I have zero emotional discipline. Well, you need to build that. And neither does my face. (laughs) Clearly, you need to build that. I don't like. I think everybody could benefit by building mental and emotional mm-hmm. discipline. Mm-hmm. What? Tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell Especially me I'm in wrong. today's world. I am just saying. Kids. But also, how many times, how many times have I let decent people go from my life because I cut and run. How many? I don't know. I won't know because I cut and run. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get you. No, same. Um, Same. I've been thinking a lot about that. Not lately. I would say over the past like few months. Is there anyone for you that's like the one that got away? Did did one get away from you? that You're like, damn. It could have been something. Uh, Not, eh, I don't know. Not particularly. No. Uh, my last actual relationship, like with the person that I dated like seven, eight years ago. I don't know. How many, how many years has it been? Whatever. I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, I did not cut and run. That one, that one left me. And, you know, looking back on it, because we're friends now and we talk about it what occasionally. What idiot. Well, yeah. But that's, what a dumbass. But I was also in not the same kind of place I am now. Uh. So... That to me wasn't a loss because I gained a lot of myself and I wouldn't say that's the one that got away. I mean, like people probably say that about me because they always come back. (laughs) I grew up hot. They do. They always come back. In one way, shape or form, they try to weasel their way back in, but I'm like, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. I can't really get it back. Some people do, though. Some people, I guess, get it back or just never let it go. What's well, the thing? I don't think I don't think you get it back. I think it's just always there, you know, hibernating. Oh, my shit is gone. No, that's what I'm saying. You said some people get it back, though. I don't think they get it back. I think it's always been there, just kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. Just lowly limping along, and then all of a sudden it just rejuvenates and comes back at you. Hmm. <clears throat> No, no that's like, and I, I do, I do it for myself. It's, I'm not going to sit here and like pine over something that's done. Yeah, I get it. So it just flip that switch off. Yeah. Off. So people, people who talk about that, like the one that got away, would you say that it's not off? It's there, but it's just, you know what I mean? 
Like well, clearly, that if they if they're still thinking about that person in that mindset, like the one they got away, they still think that person's on a fucking pedestal. Oh, on a pedestal. Like you put this person on a pedestal. Like you, you clearly think so highly of your relationship with them or what you had with them that you never rose tinted glasses. Yeah. You either never hit the point where all the rose tint rubbed off. Let me challenge you. I know, or, I know you're going with this. Let me or you, it rubbed off and you still thought that highly of that person and you, it never, you never thought any less of them. Let me challenge you with something here. Uh, I like somebody. We see each other. I feel emotions and stuff, but I don't admit that. I don't look at myself and see like, oh yeah, I feel those emotions because I'm fucked up. So are you lying to yourself? Yeah. And then it's too late. That person's moved on. There was someone else and they're happy. Hmm. So it's not that I have rose tinted glasses on. It's that I didn't acknowledge my own truth, my own lie. And but now because if, of that, I have, I, I made a decision in life that I, re- I regret. I look back at it. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I missed out on all. I could have had the one thing that I wanted. Okay. I have another question for you. Yeah. If, if you had been honest with yourself and those emotions yeah. and you had gone for that person and tried to make it work, whatever way that means. And Years go by, things are working, and then they slowly stop working, mm-hmm. and then things end. You wouldn't have that feeling anymore because you'd seen it through, right? True. But what if what if it never stopped? What if it just kept going? I would really love to see a relationship where that is the case. <sighs> I can think of like maybe one or two. I know, I know, and it's very in rare. couples that I know. But everyone hopes that, though, right? Yeah, I guess people have hope and shit. <laughs> People have hope and shit. I'm so jaded. (laughs) Life has not been kind to you in that department. I don't know. I think because I see things maybe as in, uh, I don't know. Have you felt felt genuine love? Like from a partner? Has someone selflessly, wholeheartedly. How do you even define that? What does that even mean? It's another one of those things. You know when you feel it. Like when, how they look at you, how they hold you, how they talk to you, how they're accepting it. Like, you know, when you feel it, have you ever felt that before? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's why you wind up dating people because they make you feel that, right? Uh, I think that question has different answers for different people. But then also, like I said in the last episode, like it's not unconditional. They start doing things that make you love them less. Well, love, love evolves, right? Or devolves. Or devolves. Love isn't the same at any moment in time. It always, it's always evolving or devolving. So, so, so have you felt like you think you have? If you think you have, you haven't felt it. I don't think that I've felt enough love for somebody to sit through and make things work like that. Laura, I've been here for five years. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. You're an idiot. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess out of anyone, Aubrey. (laughs) True. She's been here for 10 plus years. So love is time then. You equate the success of love to time. No. I equate the success of love to um, the obstacles that you're able to overcome and still feel that for somebody. To To see somebody at their worst and still feel that type of love for somebody. That that's impressive to me because mm. I think people see me if people see me at my worst, 
they're probably like, oh, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was. This is the one the fuck I signed on for. I did not sign up for this shit. Because <laughs> I'm like a fucking monster. I'm like a gremlin. Don't feed me after midnight. I felt that love many times. I always felt guilty that I couldn't repay that love in the same amount. Is that a man thing? I don't know if it's a man thing. It's a me thing. No, I think I'm curious because I have a lot of conversations with my female counterparts and friends and it always sounds, it always sounds like women show and give a lot lot more than men do. So do men constantly just feel guilty for not being able to show and care the same way women do to be able to reciprocate that to make women feel, because you said treat people the way you want to be treated yeah. and women, tr- not all women, some women treat men the way they want to be treated, but that's not a capability that like men have to be able to reciprocate the same way. So yes, I feel guilty. I feel immense guilt when I can, like when you just, when I look in, in someone's eyes, you can see it. You can see the level of emotion that they have for you, right? I don't know how to explain it. You can just see it. And when that happens, I know I don't feel the same way they do. I can't return that because I don't feel it. And we were talking about looking in the mirror. So then you don't really love that person. I'm not going to lie to myself. And then it's going to be worse on the back end. So I have to make a decision and it's going to hurt either party. Whatever, you know. And I don't, I don't, maybe I know I'm jaded too. The more I think about it, you know, why can't I, why can't I feel like that for someone the way they feel like me? And it's because you were talking about emotions earlier. I don't feel a lot of the, uh, the emotions. Mm-hmm. And when I do, when I do feel those emotions, very rare. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I, I run from them. Yeah. Yep. I Something I'm trying to change. Something I'm trying to change. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, usually because when I start feeling those emotions, that immediately is followed by disappointment. Yes. Uh, we've been Pavlovian dogged. <laughs> Uh, because the pattern dictates, feel those emotions, go towards it, disappointed. Patterns, feelings, disappointed. Like, I get it. But how do you, ch- how do you find, like you said, hope and shit? How do you Yeah, find- I don't know. People keep still having hope after being disappointed so many times. I don't get it either. Like, bro, you I live in the modern world. You don't, uh, I don't know. Well, how I want to, I just want to be one of those people that just continues to have hope. I do too. I, and I think once you give up hope, that's when you lose your humanity. Uh, yeah, I feel like I give up hope a lot, but I still have humanity. <laughs> but no, that's part of, that's part, like a big part of humanity is hope. You don't have hope. I mean, what do you, what do you fucking have? You know? Happiness <laughs> without other people, <laughs> without relying on other people to be there for you when you want them to be there for you. Well, I a, don't know. It's a pretty specific example. Well, I mean, at what point do you, what, what brings disappointment to you in those, you follow those feelings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You try th- something with somebody. I think disappointment stems from expectations. So I could have, I could have hope, but with that hope, I attach expectations. And that's, I think, where my fault is. Well, how do you maintain a relationship with somebody without expectations? <sighs> Therein lies the ultimate question. I do not know. Because even in my relationship with my friends, there are set expectations. Yes. They seem to be doing just fine. So when I get into a relationship with a person romantically, why are those expectations unable to be met? I don't know. I don't think they're out of the question. Mm -mm. Usually they're not. 
talked about. At this. least I don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I also find that when I rely on someone like Aubrey, my best friend, to if I have something going on and I need to talk about it or I want to vent about it or whatever, I know Aubrey will be there. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't matter what time of day it is or where in the world she is. She's there. Why is that so difficult for somebody romantically? Why is that same expectation? Don't you have to build up to that though romantically? Yeah. But why is that same expectation romantically unacceptable to have? It shouldn't be. You shouldn't settle for anything less than that. Yeah. But at the same rate, sometimes that I guess is portrayed as asking too much. And is that something we've been trained to think though? I don't know. You're a man. You answer that question. You're supposed to be the man side of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Give us insight to man things. <clears throat> when I, when I loved my ex-wife, <laughs> I still love her. When I used to love things. I don't know. I did. Uh, what you're saying is not far-fetched. She was my best friend and I didn't run from it. I did whatever I could. I felt like, and your expectations weren't met. Correct. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think as a, as a man, as a man, as my friend. Yeah. What were you going? Those expectations apply to you and you meet them for the most part. Yeah. So why, when sex or romance becomes involved, are expectations supposed to be different or lowered or. They shouldn't be. Changed they or whatever. They shouldn't be. Well, then why are they? I'm not sure. I think that's the problem that most people get themselves into because now you're talking about having a, a romantic relationship before a friendship. Yeah, but even, even with maintaining a friendship through a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. if you do something or say something or need something, it's still met through romantic expectations instead of that baseline friendship expectations. Okay. So what, what changes? So you on, on my, my part or their part or your part or their part, like what, when it becomes romantic, why are those expectations set differently or met differently or looked at differently? Because now, so we've had this argument before and you've destroyed my arguments. And so I'm trying Sorry. to, no, no, don't apologize because you were right. You made me think a different way about things when you, when you said that. I guess it comes down to the level of depths at which someone is willing to dive in to maintain that. Right. So you look at a friendship. I am okay being, I don't know. I'm not, I know I'm not your best friend. I'm a good friend. <laughs> you're my best friend oh uh, sweet anyway i'm operates I'm, my soulmate i'm okay maintaining this because i know what the expectations are and to be honest they're pretty simple right there's, there's not a lot attached to that all i have to do is just support you listen to you when you need i don't have to but you know what i mean like just offer my support when i can mm-hmm. laugh cry when we need to whatever like that's it's easy right when you start throwing in romantic stuff when you start throwing in relationships, romantic relationships and that kind of stuff, now you're talking about 
a different level of commitment. 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 So is commitment an expectation? Of relationships? Of relationships. Romantic relationships. I think so, yes. As a man, as a man, when I look at a romantic relationship, I am now seeing a whole different level of commitment. Whole different level. Is that because your relationships of the romance type are, does that stem from monogamy? Yes. Okay. But it's not just that, right? So I've, when you, we talk about being Pavlo, Pavlovian, whatever the fuck. In my past relationships, in my youth, I've been ostracized. I've been yelled at. I've been, there's been a lot of negative things that have been done to me because I might look at another woman's butt or I might, I might incur some jealousy or something like that. You know what I mean? Off the littlest thing, the tiniest thing I get blown up at, the littlest thing I get just fucking destroyed. And I feel guilty. I take that. I internalize it. And now all the other relationships after that, I think that's what's going to happen. So when I start thinking about. So you see previous expectations in future relationships unfolding. Every man does. Okay. And as much as, and I've heard this, I've heard this from so many females. I'm not your ex. I'm not her. Okay. Then all this shit that's in my mind is just, I'm not your dumb bimbos. Exactly. All the shit in my mind is now gone. Now we're health. We're good. Like, no, no, that's not how it works. Like you understand (laughs) that's, that's what goes through my mind as a man. I'm sure it goes through everyone else's mind as a man. So what happens when you meet that chick that tries to be different? than those previous expect like those previous ones and you still view those previous expectations of people wanting too much from you or whatever and then you now you're consistently applying them to someone who's trying not to hold you to those expectations it's a change it's a shock it's like let's say you're dating this chick and let's say i'm dating susan Okay, well, this is a new Susan because that Susan was a bitch. Okay, let's say, okay, Bass Susan was a bitch, got jealous, yelled at me, just very insecure, all these things that were very unhealthy. And, and I, now you're dating Brittany. <laughs> now you're dating Chastity. Now I'm dating Chastity. And Chastity is... Okay with you looking at other women's butts. She's securing herself. Maybe she's looking at other women's butts with you. Yeah. But... How do I feel about that? What happens when she tries to sit down and have a real conversation with you about stuff, but it, it's still your previous expectations that you're, you're still holding on to expectations. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe she is too. Maybe she's trying to make things work with you. So how do you get on this? Like how, how do you sit down and get on that same page? We got to change, right? It's not really, we talked about change. So I have to change my expectations. I have to change the way I look at things because I've been looking at them for the same way for so long. And all of a sudden I have this, and getting back to a little bit of what I said about like, you know, the someone you lost or whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone that makes you. The one that got away. Exactly. I don't know if I have that. Well, nine times out of 10, the one that got away is not like the pattern that you have in life. Or you just never got to a point where you experienced that pattern. Exactly. So what I would, for me at least, because I've had this happen in the past too, where the pattern did not line up and fucking chastity sat down in front of me. And it's, it's weird because you're trying, you're trying not to think about the past. You're trying to have these new expectations. The problem is, is that there'll be a trigger. There'll be one small thing, whether it be. Oh, fuck triggers. Exactly. It'll be one small thing, whether it be a a smell or like, like for instance, one time I was making tacos, right? 
taco seasoning. I made a mess of the kitchen. I make messes of kitchens. You know this. Everyone who knows me knows this. I clean, <laughs> I'll clean up after myself. Like I'm not a, I'm not a neat chef. I'll clean up after myself. Anyway, kitchen was messy. I made dinner for this woman. This is back in the past. <clears throat> I put candles out. It's the whole thing. And I was like, cause ta- whole thing. tacos were her favorite. Right. And she came home. All the lights were off. She saw the candles on the table. I got fresh flowers. And the first thing she tells me is the kitchen's a fucking mess. Exactly. And I was like, well, fuck me. Yeah, that's hard. You know what I mean? So like now taco seasoning, that's when I like see tacos or I smell taco seasoning. That is the first thing I think of. I thought you were talking about triggers as in like uh, pre. Yes. Yes. That. You know but I mean? like previous relationship triggers or like your baggage, things that trigger your baggage. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Insecurities. Um, like if there's a, an attractive woman walking, I'm going to not 99% of the time, I'm going to notice an attractive person. doesn't mean I'm going to act on it. doesn't mean I'm going to walk up. doesn't mean I, I'm thinking sexual stuff, whatever. It's just, that's an attractive person. But in my past, when I've did that, uh, that spawned jealousy, that spawned insecurities, that spawned questioning of my commitment. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if Chastity sat down in front of me, she told me these things. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But my brain is in a habit. My brain thinks habitually now. And it's not easy to change that habit. And if me and Chastity are willing to try this, if me and Chastity are willing to put in the work, we both have to understand that to change that habitual nature of my brain, it's going to take time. The same for her, probably. She's probably had a bunch of assholes in her life. And now here I am, a, a decent man. And I might, I might do something that might trigger her or, you know, make that baggage come out of its case or what the fuck ever you want to call it. There needs to be mutual understanding that to change that habitual nature, there has to, it has to take time and consistency. And patience. Yeah. The key word here is consistency because I can, I can do out of 10, 10 of the same acts, right? If I do one wrong thing out of those 10, the other nine aren't going to matter. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yep. I think I might be guilty of that. Because for me, it's really hard to enjoy the positive when you have to continuously stifle it and then you're left with the negatives. Yeah. So, God, somebody, uh, and somebody just recently told me, you focus a lot on the negative shit. And I was like, okay, fuck, you might be right. (laughs) Like, I do. Maybe focus a lot on negative shit, but it's really hard. When you try to focus on the things that you enjoy, but that shit is still there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I get it. And it's like, I can't enjoy it anymore because the negative is just outweighing it. The way, the way I can an- analogy this. Analogies. Take your espresso cup. You know, the one you get to take two fingers for your thumb and your pointer finger. And you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Take that espresso cup excuse me, and you put it into a, like a legit huge bowl, right? So okay. instead of a tiny saucer, I'm you, put, you put it into a bowl. And what you want, you want that fucking espresso because it's, it's positive. So the espresso is the good shit. It's the good shit. Okay. Right? Yeah. And when that, over, when that overflows, it gets in the bowl, that's the bad shit. Right? Wait. So too much espresso becomes bad? <laughs> So Wait, you, am okay. I focused on the negative? No, 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 no. Let, me, let me, let me, hold on. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, 
if I have an espresso cup and it's on a little saucer and I spill some espresso on the saucer, I don't want the espresso on the saucer, but it looks like shit and it looks like I'm a sloppy fuck. But it's still espresso. But it's still espresso. Okay, wait, but that's not the same thing as good stuff and the negative stuff. I think it is because it all all comes from your brain. It all comes from your. So are you saying it's perspective? Exactly. Okay. Hmm. I, I say put the espresso cup in a bowl because if you keep spilling it out of that espresso cup, the bowl's going to fill up and now you've got all of this in front of you that you could still drink. So I can't drink it if it's on the saucer because it's bad. It becomes well, You could still you could lick it off if you want to. Okay, this analogy is really confusing. <laughs> did I look Did I look too far into this? <laughs> you went like... <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is all the good stuff that you want is in the espresso cup, right? And you want to drink it, right? Yeah. When okay, those, how about this? How about okay, what you got, there's what you got? espresso in the cup, uh-huh. but then there's unroasted, unground beans surrounding it. How do I get to the fucking espresso? I got to get rid of the beans. You do. So what you got to do? Grind Unless them. I want to eat beans before I can get to my espresso. How about you take those beans, you put them in the grinder, and you make that into espresso? Yeah, but they're unroasted. Roasted. That's a lot of work, man. You got to put in work if you want to be happy. Fuck you. <laughs> you do. You fuck off before I fuck you off. Being happy isn't just pushing a button and getting your espresso. Being happy is taking the beans, roasting the beans, grinding up the beans, putting it into there, then pushing the button. According to the DeLonghi at my office, I can push a button and get espresso. Those beans didn't come from just magic. Someone had to put in work to get you those beans. <laughs> all right, all right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Sometimes you can't just snap your fingers and be happy. This is what we talked about last episode, where these people that can just be happy. Yeah, the, fuck, fuck those people, first of all. But second of all... What's well, like taking taking the fucking negative and brushing it under the rug and then there's like this magic carpet that they're brushing it under where it just goes away. I understand. I understand. But if, And I can't, I got to clean under the rug at some point. We we're talking about morals earlier and I think morals have a lot to do with your character and who you are as a person. And if you can embrace and look forward to that struggle to make yourself happy, to take those beans, to grind them up, to roast them, whatever the fuck you got to do to get your happiness, your one little tiny cup of espresso, but you had to struggle to get there, that's going to make you a better person on the back end. Yeah, but you know what? I'm fucking sick and tired of having to put in all this work. I said this earlier too. You did. I am so sick and tired of having to put in work to get the same shit that other people just get handed to by pushing a button. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. It's never going to make you, you are it's never, not a comparison. you are never going to be happy if you sit yourself and compare yourself to someone else. It's not yeah. going to happen like that. But at the same rate, I'm exhausted. At the end of the day, I have blood, sweat, and tears on these beans that I now have to grind and make my espresso when they didn't have to. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you are leaps, bounds, light years ahead of everyone else. Am I ahead? I think so. And because it feels like no matter how much work I'm putting in, other people are still getting the same shit handed to them. What do you think about a rich kid? Have you ever met a rich kid before? Yeah, I met plenty of rich kids. What do you think about them? What do you think I thought about them? Exactly. Apply that to what you just said. Yeah, and my point is other people don't give a shit. Who cares about other people, Laura? I, you do when it's a relationship. You know what I'm saying? You are like, okay, you're this like North Star, right? But everyone's staring at all the other fucking shitty stars around you. 
you're you can that's be not, the best of the that's, best. That's not your fault. That's you're not hearing what I'm saying I, though. I am. You can be the best of the best, but when no one else sees it, what does that get you? You that, know what I mean? That means that when that someone does see it, that someone is worth investing your time in. Oh boy. I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me kidding. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong when I say that. No, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I get it. That's why we're friends. I see it. I think you see it in me a little bit. I see it in you. Yeah, but where is that person that I can actually have sex with? I can't help you. There. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Uh, like, I lost too much weight. We're not each other's type anymore. Yeah, back I'm then. I'm losing all my curves. Back then, you were banging. Now. I know. You used to be hot. I, I'm still hot, but. Some people. <laughs> to someone. For every one dude that won't smash, there's three million that will. True. Very true. That's my motto. But, I mean, they may not be. Uh, they may be like five foot three with a beard and. Work at Home Depot. I don't. I don't know. Is there a story there? No, I really. No, I just thought about Home Depot because I feel like a lot of bearded dudes work there. I don't work at Home Depot. You did at one point. Lowe's. Oh, it was Lowe's. God damn it! (laughs) Corporate enemy. (sighs) They give uh, military discounts. Sure do. I don't know if we got anywhere with this episode. I feel like we just asked a lot of questions and we didn't really get any answers. I feel like this is an episode of Seinfeld. I feel like my brain hurts. Well, hopefully you that are listening, you're hearing these questions and you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're asking yourself some of these. Hopefully you get answers. If you don't, we don't really have answers for you. <laughs> if you have answers, you can DM us. <laughs> Let us know. I'm pretty sure a therapist is going to hear this whole podcast one day and be like, holy fuck. Yeah, what the hell's going on with these people? I need to make some appointments. <laughs> Let me get your business. I'll sponsor you. Anyway, uh, we're going to try to pick this up next episode. Oh, no, we're not. This one you is don't gonna, think so? Are we really going to carry this on for more? <sighs> I don't think we can because we just, we covered so much shit that I don't even know how we, I don't even know what we can come back to because there's so many open doors we left. Okay. So I can let you know if me grinding my own, roasting and grinding my own uh, uh, beans is going <laughs> to work. I can't even say it. Too many Baileys. <laughs> That's my thought. Okay, we'll just we'll just we'll just cover that one. If you have to work for your happiness, I support you. If you have to put in extra work to be happy, you are doing the right thing. Like Laura, I'm not saying Laura's wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm totally kidding. I'm wrong a lot actually. When you start when you start to compare your happiness and the amount of work you have to do to be happy to someone else, that is not the right thing to do. That is a good point. That is not the right thing to do at all. But do you not get tired? Of watching that rich kid get handed everything and still wind up with the uh, trophy wife that is probably phenomenal. Maybe yeah. she's not. I don't know. That's, see, that's the thing, though. His, that doesn't affect me. Like, I can see. I've, I've seen this before. What if, it was the, what, what if it was the girl that you were after and, and then it, she winds up going to the rich kid? Then it turns out that's not the person that I thought she was. Yeah, yeah, that's a good you point. know what I mean? Like, if that's the case, then that's not the person I want. Yeah. I, get that. I don't want a person that's handed everything in life. I don't want that. I want a person I can share in the struggle with. Because I, I know from my experience. That's the part, though. Share in the struggle with. That means they have to show up yeah. for your hard times. Exactly. Just like you have to show up for their hard times. It's, it's taken a lot of pain. It's taken a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of consistency for me to realize that I want someone that I can share in the struggle with. I want someone that shows up. point blank but at the same rate 
how many fucking frogs you have to kiss before you find a prince or princess. That's the thing. All of them. Ew. No, because you won't find your prince until you've kissed all the frogs. I got to go make out with everyone at Green Top now. I don't think you're going to find your prince at Green Top. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's behind the bar. You don't know. No, no, he's not. Nate's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, Nate is great, but he's not your prince. (laughs) Maybe I need to be looking for a princess. I support that. Go make all, go kiss all the princes. <laughs> I assume you kiss one. I'm just making out with everybody. I'm I'm just I'm gonna support the Brazilian culture and just start kissing everyone. There you go. <clears throat> maybe I'll find maybe maybe one of those kisses will lead to a spark. You never know. Oh. You never know. You could do it. That'd be weird. No, I don't I think people would get so weirded out if I started kissing everyone. I think you should try it like two nights in a row. And just to show up at green top and just start kissing everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like on the lips. No, 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 On, on the, the cheek. cheek. Just one on each cheek. Andy and well, I are kissing on the cheeks now. Yeah. Me, me too. Him and you, I oh, fuck too. you. I thought it was special. Nope. I'm actually on his Instagram. I kissed him on the cheek. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're public. We're public. It's official. Well, <laughs> Dalila and I are actually kissing in front of the green top sign. So yeah. Did they, did they ever repost that? Cause I tagged him. In it. I don't know. They probably don't check that shit. Maybe they do. Maybe <laughs> they were yeah. just like, absolutely not. <laughs> You're like, yeah, we've seen plenty of this before. They're like, you're not special. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Speaking. yeah, we need to, can, can we come up with like a quip to wrap this thing up? Um, I'm just going to cut and run like I always do. Okay, bye. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Venmo at Dead Inside But Caffeinated. You can also email us at Dead Inside Caffeinated Podcast at gmail.com.